Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Phase one of the circuit breaker ends Friday, 17th June. We'll all be able to eat out again in groups of five or less. We'll be able to shop. But will we? Or will most of us lean towards being cautious and stay home for some time more? Also, will shops and retailers take time to get the necessary social distancing measures in place, whether it's placement of furniture, necessary staff, the routing of crowds in malls, or... Is the second half of this year looking especially promising for one of Singaporean investors' favorite asset classes, REITs? Every third dollar changing hands on the Singapore exchange is because of someone buying or selling units in a real estate investment trust. Isn't that interesting? Kenny Lowe joining me live now. He's REIT specialist, one of my favorite people to speak to about REITs. Kenny, are you looking forward to Friday? Yeah, I am preparing to go out. But unfortunately, the cinema is still not open yet. Yeah, is that high on your list, <laughs> heading back to the cinema? <laughs> yeah. I miss that. And the popcorn. All right, I'm going to sit back now with my popcorn as you give us an overview of the S-REIT. How is it doing so far since we last talked to you last month? Is it healthy? Yeah, it's very healthy. I just want to summarize in a few words on the performance of the S-REIT for last month. Basically, we for S-REIT. Okay? There are two reasons why we for S-REIT. The first reason we, we have seen the strong V-shape rebound uh, from a bottom in March itself. That's the first uh, we. The second we is the asterisk is a victor of the Singapore stock market. Is the okay? what? Because Sorry? Is the victor? Victor. V victor. for victor. Okay, got it. V for victor, right? Because asterisk has outperformed the SCI index and also the, the financial sector, that means all the bank stocks. And based on the, the rebound, asterisk has already rebounded 37% based on the index itself, whereas SCI is only rebounded 20% compared to the financial sector of 26%. Oh. That's why they, they are the front-runner uh, asterisk. And, and moving forward, the, the, the good news is, based on the chart pattern itself, asterisk is uh, expected to continue to be bullish uh, because uh, the trend is bullish, right? And last month itself, asterisk climbs about 10% uh, in one month. And the big winners, basically, they are from the hospitality sector, Escort, and also CDL Hospitality Trust, uh, goes up 20% in one month. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> I can hear the happiness in your voice. So, do you think this REIT rally, this V for REITs, which you've seen happen already in one month, is this based on fundamentals or is this based on hope? Do you think that, you know, post-COVID, we're going to have to re-examine the REIT business model. It may look like a V now, but it could turn into the W. Yeah. Personally, I feel that it's more on a fundamental because during the market crash, uh, S-REIT really oversold. If you have chance to really look at a fundamental or some of the big uh, cap uh, REIT itself, the valuation at that point of time and even some of them uh, at this point of time is too attractive to be ignored. Because if you can find the REIT with a strong fundamental, with a strong sponsor and strong balance sheet, well-diversified portfolio with all the good quality assets, but they are selling at 20 to 30% discount. It, I, I personally, I feel that it's a no-brainer. No, no That's why I think that uh, at the end of the day, it's still more on a fundamental as long as an uh, investor buying the REIT at a huge discount and they are able to wait it through, eventually crowd will come back, traffic will come back, business activity will come back. 
and uh, I think it is good for long haul. As for your second question, uh, uh, Michelle, mm. uh, whether the REIT business model is sustainable moving forward, mm. uh, personally, I think that the business model is still sustainable because I think REIT is a very good business model. The REIT first started in US in 1960. It has been 60 years and go through so many financial crises and REIT is still here to stay. And, and REIT in Asia, basically less than 20 years old, right? I think that uh, uh, moving forward, you continue to grow. The only different thing that maybe the landlord and also tenant, you try to revisit the leasing model. Right. Instead of having the fixed cost, the fixed renter, they may negotiate into the fixed and variable, rent, uh, variable renter. I think that is more sustainable uh, moving forward. And also part of a profit sharing uh, when the REIT doing well or some of the risk sharing if the crisis strike. I think this is a win-win for both parties. Interesting. We're going to take a look at a REIT where, uh, you know, the, the business practice is truly different from other institutional landlords, SASA REIT, in just a while to pick up on those points. But first, I want to ask you for the listeners who have just joined us, Kenny, who are the winners and the losers in terms of REIT performance so far? So far, the hospitality sector, like just now I mentioned, Escort uh, and also CDL, uh, for the past month uh, was the biggest uh, winner, uh, followed by some of the retail mall, for example, Maple Tree, uh, North Asia, and also Capital Mall, Fraser Center Point. Those are the uh, uh, big uh, winners. Because it's not surprisingly, because uh, it has been beaten down very badly due to the sentiment, mm. due, to the, due to the fear of their cutting a dividend. You, you can see that for the past two or three months, there have been a lot of negative news, right? Mm. That's why based on the valuation itself, it is time for them to, to go back up. Last month, we do not really see any big loser uh, except one first rate. First rate uh, was hit by some of the uh, negative news caused by the sponsor due to the announcement and those things. Mm. That's why last month, only one bad in terms of performance. Wow. All right, KGI Securities has initiated coverage on SASA REIT with an outperform recommendation and a target price of 89 cents. So it's Singapore listed, SASA Real Estate Investment Trust. They own retail outlet malls, like Burberry, Coach, Salvatore Ferragamo, uh, all these sort of goods out of season or new, they sell them. Their properties are in China and they help solve a specific problem. Uh, if, if merchandise is fake, customers are compensated, retailers are penalized, and they have a truly unique business model in terms of business practices, quite different from Singapore's other institutional landlords. So instead of paying rent to the REIT, tenants share roughly about 15% of their revenue with uh, the Chinese parent. And the so-called entrusted manager keeps some of it to run the properties and shares a fixed sum and sales-linked variable component with the Singapore Trust to pay out to unit holders. So, broadly speaking, what do you make of this outperform rating and what are the implications of China reopening, do you think, on Sasserit? First of all, we cannot combine both share price and also the economic uh, activity uh, when we do the, the analysis because normally the stock market moves uh, six months ahead. That's the reason that you can see that although the, the China is not fully opening out, there are, there are still a lot of so social distancing and also movement control in place, the share price has already moved up to the close to the pre-crisis level. It's almost fully recovered for Sessio, if you look at share price, right? Mm. So moving forward, I think that as long as they are still uh, cheap in terms of valuation, uh, they will be continue to, to uh, close the gap in terms of valuation, although the uh, economic activity is not uh, uh, fully recovered and also all those uh, retailers, 
and and also traffic not back to the mall yet, right? Until we really seen that the the vaccine is available and uh, remove all those uh, social distancing. So so in short, uh, economic activity and also the the price movement that they, they, they are not linked to each other. That's why as as, as far as uh, uh, investor is concerned, as long as uh, the fiscal is continue to uh, fulfill the uh, fill up the the all the valuation gap and just ride on the on the bullish trend. So do you how do you think the business model of this REIT is going to do moving forward? I think you'll be continuing to do well because it's more on the uh, risk sharing and also public sharing model. Uh, but it also very much depends on the environment environment. It depends on what is the negotiation power between the tenant and, and also landlord. This model may not be 100% applicable in Singapore uh, because in Singapore itself, uh, maybe uh, our, our landlord has a, a bigger purchasing power or also negotiation power. So uh, something for uh, the local landlord to, to look forward and also learn from Cecil Reed and to see how to uh, construct this kind of leasing model, but not necessarily we can uh, copy and paste 100% and implement here. Indeed. All right, I want to ask you about uh, industrial REITs. Are we, are we seeing a rally there? Is there optimism for industrial REITs? Uh, industrial REIT has been on the rally for the past two or three months. They are the first mover uh, in, uh, to lead a rebound. Uh, if you really look at the valuation and also share price itself, Icenders REIT, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, Maple Tree Logistic uh, Trust, they have already rebounded strongly, reshaped again. Uh, and uh, at the present moment, actually the valuation is a little bit stretched. And uh, three of them already back to the 200-day moving average. It, it's on the bullish uptrend. Okay, but if you're based on historical high, I think that they are closing to the historical high at the present moment. So do you think this rise is based on uh, hope or do you expect this positive sentiment to continue to drive this rally? Uh, I believe that industrial uh, rate uh, is more defensive and also resilient in nature. Mm-hmm. But uh, investors should really pay attention to uh, the underlying property they are holding. For those big cap rate, uh, for example, they have a business park, science park, high-tech building. They are more resilient because they have uh, a lot more MNC, big uh, multinational corporation. Uh, a stronger tenant to really ride through this uh, difficult period. For those uh, industrial REIT, uh, which is uh, relatively small, small and medium cap uh, industrial REIT, the most of the tenant they are from the uh, SME. At the present moment, SMEs suffer the most because uh, the, the supply chain is uh, disrupted and also uh, they are facing a lot of cash flow issue. If they are not able to have uh, enough liquidity to ride through this period, they probably have a lot of default case uh, happening in the SME space. That will really give a, a huge impact to those, those uh, small cap and medium cap rate. Kenny, Kenny Lowe is my friend, REIT specialist. And uh, let's take a look now at data REITs. We know there's a new norm. Everybody working from home and digitalization is bringing in revenue. Uh, so data REITs such as Equinix, I understand, have seen massive gains. So Equinix in the first quarter grew 6% year on year. 
Um, it expanded customer relations with Zoom Video, TikTok, Hurricane Electric, uh, and Equinix is the biggest player in the market. More than 200 data centers, 55 areas on five continents. But broadly speaking, what do you think is in store for data REITs? REITs that allow companies to store or distribute data, usually in large cities where there's high demand for data. What do you think is in store for data REITs? Uh, long-term-wise, data REIT is uh, one of the asset class or one of the sector I, I think that uh, REIT investors should have into their portfolio due to the growth and also uh, defensive in nature. Because because when we uh, buy the data REIT, uh, basically the, the lease expiry profile is pretty long. That will provide a stability in terms of dividend payout. Then the only thing that we need to really look at the valuation uh, at this present moment, there's a lot of euphoria in the data center technology stock, technology related stock. That's why all the money is really uh, uh, jumped into all these kind of sector, mm. which makes the miss, make the data read in Singapore, for example, a capital DC read is super expensive. The way I, I mentioned, it's really super expensive. If you look at the price to book, it's close to 2.1 times price to book value, and with the mere uh, distribution yield of about 3%. And if you compare to the 10 years government bond yield, it, it's only 2% risk premium. I, I think that this risk premium really does not really justify uh, to really for us to park our money to the, into the capital data uh, at the present moment. But who knows when there is a big correction come, come again, right? And, and uh, the valuation become more attractive again, maybe that's a good time to really look at a data risk. For me, data risk is out for the time being. It's out for the time being. Yeah, it, it, because of valuation. Ah, yes. Uh, this one in particular, Keppel DC read, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, f- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and the other two uh, uh, read which have a data center mm. uh, would be the Maple Tree Industrial Trust and also Ascenders read. Okay, they have some of the portfolio they are from a data center. Okay, for, for those investors who really miss the boat, uh, find it's too expensive maybe and also can keep a lookout into these uh, two, two, two reads. Which one again? Maple Tree Industrial Trust and the other one was? Ascenders Street. Ascenders Street, okay. Yeah, Ascenders only have a very small, very small percentage, about 5.2% uh, revenue from a data center. All right. So it looks like a V. You're happy. The biggest winners are hospitality um, and no big losers in the last month, hey, Kenny? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, I think that read index at the present moment uh, is sandwiched between the technical level of 200 days moving average and also 20 days moving average. If you look at the chart pattern itself, it's, it's pretty uh, interesting. Uh, the re-index was rejected at a 20 days moving average uh, a few uh, weeks ago. And last uh, a few past, past few days ago, they rebounded from the 20 days moving average. It's really played into the technical uh, pattern for the time being. If the REIT index is able to clear the 200-day moving average, which is about 817 points, I think there'll be a clear sign. It's confirmed bullish a trend for the whole REIT segment. Oh, we're going to hold you to that. I'm going to be looking out for those numbers, Kenny. We'll have you live yeah. the moment we pass 817. How about that? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us and have a wonderful day. Thank you. He's Kenny Lowe. He's my independent REIT specialist joining us live here in Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.